so Mike brought up that the the 31 to, when you're up 31 to 10 and it's third and 17 um, that bust in particular kind of flipped the game um, and he said I think he said all 10 did it right one guy got the wrong read were you I guess how concerned are you about the communication uh, breakdowns that, that coach Norbell was talking about um, and I guess how do you go about fixing them with, with, with a big game coming up this week? Yeah, I was concerned on that play for sure, you know. Uh, and, you know, you saw it, you know, in the moment. We finally gained control of the game. And, you know, you get them and, you know, it was third and forever, you know. And, you know, when you have game plans, you have situations, sometimes it doesn't come up till those moments, right? And that's just, you know, unfortunately the lesson learned of being dialed in throughout the game when it comes up. and. Um, you know, the minute that ball was snapped and I saw it starting to unfold. And, you know, defense is like that sometimes. If, if 10 guys execute and one guy does the wrong thing and the ball finds that place, it becomes a big issue, you know. And so it just, it's another lesson learned that, you know, it takes 11 to operate as one, you know, especially on defense. Um, if the ball doesn't find the mistake, then, you know, people don't see it. But when it finds it, it becomes very glaring and obvious. And um, that's a harder way to learn the lesson, but it's a lesson that needed to be learned. Just following up on that, um, you know, this defense really didn't give up a lot of big passing plays last year. Um, there have been some so far this year. Any common themes to it or, or things that the teams are doing? Um, I don't think, you know, some of it has been, you know, when we played some mobile quarterbacks and just, you know, probably having eyes and trying to help out in places that you shouldn't help out. And then you lose leverage and now you're in a chase race. And so I think, you know, there hasn't been one individual per se or one group. And, you know, it's just you're constantly trying to build it where, you know, you have options to play multiple things and take away things that people are doing. And I think, you know, our guys, they want to play really well. And so I think we've had some really poor eyes, especially on some of these scramble situations that we got we to gotta tie up and, and, and fix. Might ultimately be a, a similar answer, but with the third, some of the third down lapses this past week, I guess common denominators there are things that you think you know you guys need to clean up on moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there wasn't really a common, you know, uh, you know, there was a unbalanced scramble, you know, there was a, there was a, there was a counter run on a third and extra long. Um, there was a couple quarterback draws in there that we just, you know, so it's just tying it all together and, you know, the ball found the mistakes, you know, and that's something that, you know, you continue to harp to your group and you continue to harp to the individuals of, you know, mistakes need to be addressed and cleaned up and we did it and so now we got to go play better. On the rewatch, um, Omar Graham, someone that kind of stood out in that game. Um, what were your assessment of him and just the linebacker group overall in that game? You know, we got to keep getting Omar in there a little bit more. Um, he's now fully healthy and he's moving better, and uh, I've got good confidence in Omar. And so, you know, when we have called his number, for the most part, he's gone in there and executed well. Um, you know, we got to help him um, and put him in probably more positions and, and get him involved even a little bit more. Uh, but I do. I feel. I feel really good about Omar. I, you know, I think he, he fits in with those other three, and you know, we got to continue to give him those opportunities. The first team defense didn't play many snaps against Southern Miss. I think Boston College ran 73 plays on Saturday. How did you feel the defense held up physically, fatigue-wise, just in a much longer game? 
Uh, I mean, there were some, you know, we had, you know, some guys played their most reps they've played this season, you know, and it wasn't something they hadn't done before in their career. But, you know, I think all those moments of whether it was a mistake or whether it was playing more reps, um, you know, it's all part of them taking all that information and uh, putting it to this week, you know, and so, you know, we don't want to play a lot of plays, you know, but sometimes that happens if you don't execute on third down. That's usually the message. Uh, regardless of how our offense performs or special teams, uh, our job is to go out there and get off the field. And a lot of times that happens on third down. And we were really good the first two weeks, not very good last week. And um, that created some opportunities for them. You guys seem to do a pretty good job in practice of mixing and matching the, the, the personnel groupings you want to run out there. But when a starter that you rely on is not able to play, obviously a new guy has to come in for him. But how does that affect everybody else around him in terms of just, you know, Shaheem knows Akeem, Akeem knows Shaheem, and, you know, Jared knows, you know, Braden, et cetera, things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, you sometimes that those things happen, Aslan, during camp and, and, and practice because guys go down. and But we are uh, pretty intentional about trying to create those opportunities in practice. Um, but, you know, game time is game time. And, you know, that comfortability, but, you know, there's always going to be 11 guys out there, and we got to put the right guys in, and they've got to be comfortable playing in their roles. And you know, usually if they're out there on Saturday, we've we've worked that grouping, or they've worked with each other throughout the week. Um, but sometimes there are things that just pop up, and you've got to kind of turn left on some of the things and get guys in different spots. But we do a pretty good job throughout this season in the year of working guys in multiple roles, so that when those things do happen, they're prepared. You guys have done really well stopping or slowing down traditional running games. Um, what challenge does Clemson's running game present? Well, they got a really good running back. You know, I think, you know, he's done a really good job of just breaking tackles. He's aggressive. You know, I think he's a really good pass catcher. Um, you know, I know he probably hasn't had the success that he's wanted yet, uh, but you know, we've seen him at his best, and he's a really good player. And you know they got another backup back that comes in and shares carries with him as well. Um, and then I don't think the quarterback probably gets enough credit of his his athleticism, and um, you know that showed up at times. Um, you know, going back obviously TCU last year used their quarterback in the run game, you know, pretty extensively. Um, I think if they want to use, you know, the one that's at Clemson now, he probably has that ability to be involved with it more. This is kind of a two-parter. Uh, actually, it is a two-parter. First, uh, firstly, Boston College's quarterback, you're going to face mobile quarterbacks. Like you said, the kid you're going to face this week can run. He seemed a little different, though. You don't see many guys that can kind of move and shake and have that, I don't know, I, I think he kind of moved like a slot receiver that could throw it. What, what I guess how do you project moving forward knowing you're probably not going to see a guy that runs like him? He was a whole. Was he a whole different ball game than what you've seen? Just the way he runs, maybe even in as shifty as he was, even more than Jaden. Uh, I mean, he was. He's a shifty runner, um, and but we've seen quarterbacks like that in the past. You know, I think just when when you're playing and as the game gets going and you start giving the information, hey, in these sets, this is what's going to play, and then you know, guys hear it, and then some guys say, well, I'm going to help out on these things too. I'm going to make sure this doesn't hurt us. Then it creates another issue, you know. And I think, um, give credit, you know, the way college football is gone now, you know, you're getting a lot of good players behind the center, and 
you know, they have options, whether it's to keep it, to throw it, um, to run quarterback draws. And so just when, when you're playing, you just got to make sure that, you know, whatever the weakness of, of each call, guys understand it and still get their job done, you know, and then be able to tilt it in the other way when you need to. Did he change the way you guys rushed the, the, uh, the I think at, at times, you know, but um, that happens in a lot of games. And actually, that wasn't my second question. This was my second question. I just stole one. Um, uh, the last call, uh, the, the Azaria blitz coming off the edge, is that something you would call in other third and long situations in the game? And then, uh, obviously, the you know that that won the game. That essentially won the game. What was the thinking going into that? Because obviously, they had converted a ton of third and longs yeah. so far in the well, game. Well, it's a good question. You know, we try to have a plan going into the game, and then you just adapt as you go throughout the game, you know? And so, you know, to answer your question, that was the first time we brought that pressure that game. Um, and obviously it worked well. Earlier in the game, BC did a lot of hiding formations, rushing to the line, slowing tempo, playing with tempo. How do you combat that from a defensive standpoint? You know, that's something, you know, we had anticipated, so you know, something we incorporated into the weeks of practice. Um, you know, just the, you don't see teams huddle very much anymore. You know, and you know, it's just, you know, it's something. If you get used to it, it's pretty simple. Um, but you know, just making sure that our guys were prepared when they broke the huddle to match up on whether it was where the wideouts lined up or the extra offensive linemen at times and whatever that had to be. So, you know, it's definitely something that was a little bit of a change of tempo, but you know, you, you think of tempo and there's various ways. Most people think of it as get on the ball, go as fast as you can. That's what we're traditionally seeing in college football. Um, but there are various, I mean, I've seen teams huddle with the offensive linemen and the quarterback and break. I've seen teams that just line up just the skill guys, you know, whatever it is, that team ended up putting 11 guys in and bursting out. And it's something we had practiced and we just got to be better with it. Coach, you mentioned earlier, I think poor eyes and maybe some, some misassignments there. But how much of that is a result of guys just need more, ex more experience on the field in those situations? How much of that is correctable through, say, film study, practice time, game experience, et cetera? You know, when you talk about eyes, it's all correctable. You know, because if you have poor eyes, it means they weren't in the right place. And so you give them the right, you know. Sometimes it's just the execution, the moment of making sure that you're detailed with doing your job and put them in the right place. And then usually that key work will bring you to your, whatever your assignment is. You, there have been stretches of season, you know, the second half against LSU, first half against Southern Miss, and I think the, the middle two quarters uh, this past weekend where this defense has been like lights out. Um, as, you, as you coach these guys, do you focus more on those? Like this is how good you guys can be or is it more still attacking those other issues that pop Both. Up. I mean, you always want to correct your mistakes um, and you want to make sure that you build on the positives. You know, so I don't think we lean one way or the other. Um, you try to be as honest as you can when you coach your players. You know, this is what we're really good at. This is what we need to address. Um, you know, some mistakes are mistakes and, you know, there could be one-offs if there's a problem that continues, obviously it's, that's got to be addressed either personnel or schematically, whatever that comes to. But you know, I think to answer your question, I are both, you know, we work at it both ways. 
Thanks, guys. See y'all.